live from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for being here. I am Rob Scoggins, your host, and this is the topic of conversation. We record live every Wednesday night right here at the Denver Press Club. You know, I can't tell you how much I've been excited to have this guest on. Uh, she is she is lovely and funny and loud, and I love it. Loud? And, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there you go. She inter- even interrupts her intro. I love that's that. That's true. Um, <laughs> but that's not loud. That's no, just that's rude. fine. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a foodie. It's a foodie thing. People, you know. Um, she has brought a, a wonderful treats uh, for the live studio audience, and she is the uh, publisher and editor-in-chief of Nourish uh, magazine that goes around town. And this is the current episode of it. Episode, sure. Um, current current uh, release uh, about love and food and all this goodness. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, please welcome uh, Christine Vasquez uh, to the program. Hey. So. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for doing I, that. I, 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 as you can look at me, <laughs> if you look at me, I love food. And uh, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not, a, I'm not a big drinker. Don't smoke much of anything. And I, I, will, I will smoke food. Yeah. And I will eat smoked food. I will eat. There is a gr- some great eat, smoked. I will food. eat ground up, you know, food. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, you brought a little smorgasbord. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, don't a never come empty-handed, and b I don't. Yeah. Nobody wants to be hangry, so. Hangry. It's a combination of hungry and angry. Really. And you get angry when you're hungry, which mm-hmm. is true. It's is very it true? true. I do. I don't know. You do, but I don't you, know. most people do. I'm constantly eating. So I don't. Yeah. Oh, you don't have time to get actually no. hungry. Yeah. I'm, I've been compared to a panda. <laughs> Pandas are constantly eating shoots and leaves. And Is that they true? They Should don't we... stop. Uh, well, yeah. I think it's important to snack throughout the day, actually. Um, yeah. But on bamboo shoots or? I, no, oh, okay. I, it wouldn't be my choice. Um, you brought some a lovely array here for the for the live studio audience right here at the press club, and we're going to go a little round the horn over there. I um, obviously brought. Some lovely cookies that were store bought, but that's okay. Well, I I um, love no. Listen, that was a joke because oh. I'm all about the high low, which is like my mom sends me every year for Christmas this tin of cookies from like Walgreens, which is uh, and they're good. Explain they're like, the term high low. Um, high low. Is that a part of Denver that I don't? Know high about? would be yeah no. High would be like the Higher bone marrow low. butter I brought, and uh-huh. low would be a you know like a tin of just no-name cookies, which is fine. Like, uh-huh. look, I'm all about democracy and eating and food. Sure. Um, and I also think it's fun and cheeky. Yeah. So, and people like cookies of all kinds. Did you watch Sesame Street growing up? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> do you remember that little song that they would do? Everybody eats. Everybody mm. eats. No. Don't you know it's so that everybody Everybody eats. Oh my God! It's like my going to be my new um, theme song. I love that song, yeah. and you can Google it now, folks. If you're listening, Google, yeah, uh, Sesame Street. Everybody eats. It's a lovely, funny, fun song, and it just shows random people in New York eating. <laughs> yeah, uh, <and> it's <laughs> awesome. Um, it's yeah. the first you know non Food Network selfie thing. Yeah, um, but I love that song, and it comes it comes to mind when I see that array of, of fantastic food over there. I will see the tin food. It's it's those it's those Dutch cookies you know you get during. Christmas time and they're just sugar cookies and everybody eats the ones with sugar on them first and they leave the boring ones alone. That's so true. Um, that is so true. It's, I know. It's, like it's having, true. It's yeah. like having carrots and broccoli I, uh, and, and cauliflower. Poor cauliflower. No, oh, no, nobody, no, it's bland. It's, I mean, it, when it's cooked well, it's delicious. Well, but <clears throat> but it's just there. Yeah. But you, you, got, well, you got that. So, I mean, I, I don't know why you had to start with that. <laughs> why? Really? Because I went to so much show for the other stuff. But it's well, fine. It's, it's eye-catching. No, yeah, no, no I, started with that because, I started with that because the other stuff's more interesting. True, true. Um, <laughs> okay, let's build from there. Okay. Um, the the uh, the array over there is is wonderful. So you have this cake. 
Yeah. This little, and I didn't know it was a cake. Now, if you would have told me it was cake, I'd be like, well, I'm more into that. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't look like cake. It looks like tofu. Yeah. And uh, I hate tofu. Um, I, I like the character in the movie. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like tofu. But it's green. And you say it's green tea cake? Yeah, it's matcha cake. Matcha. Matcha. And where is that from? Well, uh, sadly, it's a place that has uh, since closed called okay. Glaze. But we had... That's in the Denver metro area, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Denver metro. Mm-hmm. And they had the only uh, of its kind, like in North America, it's a very special Japanese uh, oven, oh. actually. And so the cake is made like uh, in these many, many layers. Many and many, okay. if that makes sense. And it's, it's built kind of from the inside out. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then it's glazed around the edge. And they did a bunch of flavors. But when we heard they were closing, of course, I went and did a run on it. And I bought like nine and mm. froze them, whatever, for special occasions just like this. Yeah. So I brought that to share. Yeah. And that's called, and pronounce it again for me? Matcha. Can you spell it? M-A-T-C-H-A. Great. So you guys, folks out there listening right now, you can Google that now. I'll take a look at it. Um, you can probably buy it online. You can buy anything online. But it's it's green, and I made the joke. I will eat green eggs and ham. I'll eat them anywhere. <laughs> I would eat that again. Yes, um, I was very hesitant at first, but I'd, I'd eat it. It's for anybody and everybody here at the press club tonight to try a bite. Yes, take a whole piece. Don't don't cut a piece in little no. Lou. What Lou, I say? Lou, get in there, take Lou. The whole thing. Lou, commit um, to it, Lou. Then next <laughs> next next around the table is <laughs> is you got these wonderful crackers. What yeah, are, those are those are thirty four degrees okay. crackers, which are actually. Um, local. You okay. know, we have so many incredible food artisans yeah. here in really the Denver do. metro area. And I just wanted to kind of give a little shout out uh, to them. And I made some... No, what's, no let's go back to the oh, crackers. crackers. Okay. Um, where are they made? Who, who makes them? You know, I, I don't have the whole backstory. They're, uh-huh. um, they're in the metro area. And we have actually thought about doing a piece on well, them. Well, you want to grab point. the box inside that bag? Yeah, let's look at them. So, and, and then next to, that, next, next, next to that, yeah. next to that, we'll get we'll get to the crackers in a second. Next to that is the jelly you made. That's homemade jelly, right? That's homemade. I actually went to a, a jam making class of all things at uh, jelly. Cure Jelly. Well, it's it's jam. Jelly. Okay, it's jelly. No, it's jam. And so I went to jelly making class. I don't know. My I was mother, at a class. My mother, my mother in the that, south would say preserves. Well, yeah, and then there are all these like different, different words, names. but. Um, mm-hmm. Cure Organic Farm in Boulder, uh-huh. which is beloved and um, such a treasure in the community. And they teach jam making. And it's so fantastic. Wow. So a friend and I went. We made a bunch of flavors. And again, I had that in my pantry. Uh-huh. And so grabbed that for tonight. Yeah. And, and, and you, we just don't know the berries in it. We know it's not we prunes. We don't. It's mixed berries. Because no. I'm feeling really good now, right now and it's yeah. not prunes. Well, I don't even know if prune is a berry. We need to Google that. Can somebody Google that? Is prune a fruit? Uh, prune's probably a fruit, but oh. I wouldn't say a berry. Me, uh, yeah, they're just it just says Denver. Just says Denver. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, we're we're happy For to have the, a local a local brand here, uh, Savory Chris, Savory Chris thirty thirty four. They're delicious. So next to that, um, you have some butter, and butter. who doesn't like butter? Well, I mean, butter is the universe. Yeah. It's like bacon. I mean, if you don't like bacon, we probably can't be friends. And you pronounced it. Uh, we've 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 tried to come up with several different names to call it tonight, but we we agreed on bison marrow butter. Yes, that's well. exactly what it is. So I went to... Um, so that's Bones of a Bison. Bones of a Bison. Bones of a Buffalo. Of a Buffalo, Got right. It. Tatanka. Wow. Tatanka We're going to do this. We're just yeah. going to go. Tatanka Butter. Okay, Great. So that's wh- the name now. Uh, here's what happened. So I one of the perks of, of being a food editor, food writer, mm-hmm. is that you get a lot of invitations to, you know, when a restaurant opens. And we'll be on that list 
after the show. Right? Yes, Great. Rob, you get to come to everything now. And uh, or let's say they change a menu well, or they get a new chef. Yeah. Uh, and it's a it's a beautiful privilege in it, and I never take it for granted. And so um, last week I was invited to the Fort, which is a Colorado institution. Yeah, I've lived here for like twenty some years, and I had never been. I don't even know how that happened. For but. folks, for folks who are googling the Fort right now, the Fort is uh, <laughs> right outside of Golden, Colorado. Near near, it's a great place to go right before a concert yeah, at Red, Red Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, and it is a absolutely institution here. For sure. uh, the fort, wonderful place, uh, good food, great people, yeah. great places in Colorado. There you go. Yes. All right. um, well, anyway, I mean, we're doing all these things, but uh, like the, we're just like nobody's paying us to talk about. It. We're just we love them and they're real. Yeah. So the anyway, invited to a media uh, dinner the other night, and so I go and felt the need to order these bison marrow bones, which everybody says you just have to get if you go. And so I got them, you know, and and they're very rich and and decadent. So I took the rest home. And I was like, what am I going to do with this marrow, right? you got to, like, put it to good use. And I thought, well, Make just... Make a candle? I don't know. Well, I don't... It would be weird. I don't mm. know. I don't even know how a marrow candle would burn. There's a lot of questions. Anyway, yeah. so I was like, butter. Mix it into butter. And so it's really... is a compound butter, basically, with uh, bison marrow. And it's delicious. On a cracker, I've, I've never really thought about putting butter on a cracker. Um, <laughs> but it works. It works, and it's lovely. It's a very, very rich taste. Uh, it's a buttery taste. I'm sure it cooks well, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, you know, I took the rest of the bones and made, like, a stock. Yeah. And so, you know, there was still some mm-hmm. that got into the stock, and I think it it only just enriches it. You know what I'd like you to do? I'd like to make make me some pancakes so I can have some bison butter wow. on it. What I enjoy mm-hmm. is that Rob's putting in, like, orders. He's like, yeah. you know, I would like to, like, do you don't, not, well, like, order, like, as in t- tell you to do something, but more like I'm placing an order. Yeah. Um, and could you make me pancakes? Which I probably will because that's love. Now your your last Food is love. your last name. I mean, you have a very um, non-Italian name. Uh, no, Christine is very Italian. Uh, Vasquez, French, actually. Yeah, French. Christine Vasquez. Um, uh, explain the background of your of your family and the background of uh, of your name. Mm, that's a great question. Well, I I love how you just, he just threw it to me with his hands. You guys it was cute. You couldn't see it because you were on radio, but. Um, <laughs> So it kind of all starts with my dad, who grew up in back in the day when Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, was Italian, like full on. And yeah, so he grew up there, and his mother grew up there. And so, um, though I grew up in the Midwest, I had such a strong East Coast. You were born in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Where were you born? Central Illinois. Oh no. Yeah. Quincy. No, I love he just throws out random like. Really? <laughs> Aren't you surprised I know Quincy? Yeah, kind of. Isn't there a central. school there? There's, there's, a, there's a university there, mm-hmm. or college. I don't know. Yeah. This is, it's the middle of nowhere. Wow. Illinois. I, I don't even know how, why we're talking about Quincy. Anyway, so here's what happened. So Are you going to tell us what town? Oh, uh, Auburn. Auburn. It's called, yeah, yeah, it's a small farming community of all things. Better One know. stoplight. Right. DQ, though, which did shape DQ, folks, is Dairy My childhood. Queen. Dairy Queen. Oh, right. Dairy Queen. Why was a big guy know that? Because I do. Well, because delicious. Yeah. And also, I was just having this discussion not long ago about the crunch cone, and I don't know if anybody remembers the yeah. crunch cone. But let's just digress from Brooklyn sure. for a minute. Yeah. Okay, so. I'll talk about ice cream. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So you would get a soft-serve cone, and they would turn it on its side, right? And the this was like a, uh, just a swirl, like round machine that had all the spring or the crunchies on it right so it would just no listen it was like mesmerizing so so you would they would stick the cone in 
mm-hmm. and just hold it. And then all the crunchies would fill it. And I'm telling you, like, if I have a pain, like a, a you know, we carry around pain. It's just part of being you know, human, that it's that I can't get a crunch cone anymore. Like, I'll drive by a Dairy Queen, and it's just sad. You know, it just is a sadness that can never be. Uh, Anyway, so that shaped my childhood. You bring it back. You can go on social media. It's amazing. Probably, and there probably are crunch cones. Some idiot brought back McRib. I mean, mean, really. I mean, mean, you can bring back a crunchy cone. There may be, like, actually, they're probably for sale on eBay. You know what I mean? You could probably, so, anyway, if any of you find one, I'll probably pay a top dollar for it. But anyway, so... But the reality is, with such a strong, uh, you know, Italian influence, I think, and also New York, you know, it's such an incredible food yeah. place. And so, yeah. so I would, you know, go visit, and I think it left a large impression. And then, yeah. um, I don't know, I just think food for me is, not to be cliche, but it is love, and it is yeah. warmth, and it is connection, and it is such a universal thing. It is. That... I related to it uh, very early on. And then the last piece of the puzzle that's over there for everybody is these wonderful cookies wrapped in um, cellophane, uh, but they're colorful cellophane. It's like a uh, what, what, are, what are we? What are these? These are these are part of your heritage, right? Well, what these are a really um, you know a gift from the Italians to the world. So thank you, Italians. They're called amaretti cookies, oh. and they are uh, they're made. I mean, they have a little amaretto on them, a little kick. Yeah, everybody get one. They're so good. They're delicious. Yeah. I'm eating one right now. They're beautiful. And the way they're presented, you know, so the it's Italians, like almonds and liquor. Well, basically, I mean, what else do you need in life, really? Um, and in a cute package, you know, I enjoy cute packaging. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to represent a little bit of that, but yeah. All right. So <laughs> I was going to go somewhere with that, but I'll leave it alone. Don't. Keep it clean. Um, um, yeah, delicious. So thank you so much for bringing the treats. You're welcome. I know the studio audience is loving it right now. They're eating it up right now. Um, yeah, wonderful stuff. Wonderful yeah, stuff. enjoy. It's our uh, pleasure. And she brought these little forks. Yeah, they're cute little forks. I had a, some printed that said, may the fork be with you, which is hilarious. Oh. Especially since in the pre-show you were talking about Star Wars. Uh-huh. It's sort of hilarious. Well, this is lovely. This is a lovely array of stuff. Food. Uh, mm. Food. Who doesn't like the word food? I like saying the word food. Yeah, food. Let's all um, say it. Food. But I also like saying the word nourishment, too. And mm. you kind of catch that phrase um, in your magazine. When you were little, like you said, in, in, in New York and then Illinois and then now here, um, three different states with a lot of different food in them, mm-hmm. right? a lot of different influence. New York, obviously, influenced by the world mm-hmm. because I don't think there's a nationality that doesn't live in New York or the New York state or not just New York, Manhattan. And then, of course, Illinois, you were more influenced probably more by German and Dutch food. True. And then moving to us, you're in cowboy food. Mm. Um, and, of course, you know, I would say they call it Tex-Mex, but there's no Colorado Mex, but um, <laughs> it, it's what it is. Uh, it's a wonderful array of food that you've been able to be a part of in your life. When was it? I mean, when, when was it? Was it some Thanksgiving? You're like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool stuff. Food, <laughs> food brings people together. Food. Or? Yeah. What, what what was it for you? How old were you when you realized hmm. food will be a part of your life for the rest of your life, even though obviously we eat all the time? Yeah. Well, yeah, more as a passion than a sustenance. I mean, I I don't know. I think it really does have a lot to do with the Italian thing because for Italians, you know, food is everything, number one. Um, number two, it's the reason to gather. It's, um, it's such a practical thing, but it's also such a, a gift. And so uh, I think that's deeply impressionable. And, and, and Italians always want to feed you. Oh, God, you can't. And by the way, I mean, offended time- if you don't eat. Like, like they will f- you, you will feel yeah. their 
pain like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, there's is, no question. The problem is that Italian buffet, if you go to someone's home who's Italian and they're having a big buffet dinner <laughs> or, or some Sunday thing brunch they're doing, yeah. if you don't try a, a little bit of everything, yeah. you've insulted half the crowd. Well, it hurts their feelings. Yeah, you're like, and I, mean, I, yeah. Just, I don't like okra. I don't. <laughs> well, okra, you probably wouldn't see. But, but uh, no, 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 but you're right. I think you know, you know why that is, and it's actually really sweet why yeah. that is. It's because so much heart and care goes yeah. into the preparation of it and they want to see you enjoy it there's there's joy in seeing you have that joy and so you know it's hard for them to feel that like rejection you use the word i love (laughs) nourishment and you use also um another word um was uh, sustenance yeah what would let's let's say your family you're having a family reunion big old italian family reunion what are some of the foods that we would see on that buffet Mm, such a i love great Questions. Um, well, like. Well, you ma- came to the right place. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> you're a pro, Rob, and I appreciate that. Um, for real, that's real. We've been like cleaner too, which is nice. Well, um, I want. Well, never mind. Yeah. Who knows where it'll go? It, here, it's, but, a, um, it's a short. It's a, yeah. The show was early. <laughs> uh, you know, manicotti, which uh, you know Italians are funny because the manicotti uh, is what it, manicotti is like. Um, Imagine like a tube. Okay. I just had it for lunch today, by the way, <laughs> so I can talk deeply intimately about it. Uh, d- stuffed with ricotta, which delicious. Mm-hmm. And then you know, ricotta is cheese. Yes, yeah. ricotta cheese, and uh, topped with you know marinara. Traditionally, it's marinara. I mean, I've never seen anybody make it with a white sauce, though you could, sure. you know. Uh, and then various amounts of probably cheese on top. Wow, so that's yeah. one thing you're going to see. What's some other stuff? Manicotti. Uh, meatballs, no question. I mean, you can't even play around with meatballs. Like, yeah. you've got, and also... Do all meatballs have bread in them? No. And also... Do Italian uh, meatballs have bread in them? A, a lot of them have, um, like a... Well, I mean, there's so many variations. It's like saying southern marinara. Meatballs, southern meatballs have bread in them. Bread? Yeah. I mean, I, I sometimes do bread. Yeah. And the thing about bread is that it helps them stay moist. Correct. So that's good. But there's a million variations. I mean, some do pork and veal and beef. Some do beef and veal. I mean, you can So it's your family reunion buffet. What would we have? For sure, meatballs. All right. For it's sure, marinara. Beef, beef meatballs? Uh, probably beef, pork, okay. and veal All would be ideal. Oh, okay. Well, they'd be together in one yeah. meatball. Oh, okay. They would come together like as a team. That's a meaty meatball. Well, it's delicious and oh. tender. And you get three meats. Yeah, three meats. I mean, yeah. it's like a triumvirate of meat. It's good. Um, and then lasagna for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, you have to have lasagna. And and sausage and peppers is real. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't. Don't even try to play. And I don't even want to talk about green peppers because that's ridiculous. But yeah. like a nice yellow pepper mm-hmm. with sausage is insane. Okay. So delicious. Um, I mean, those are like the Salads. basic. Salads? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have panzanella, which is delicious. Is that list a bunch of leafy greens? I don't know. No. What is it? Bre- we're back to bread. So panzanella is like a, you know, like grilled bread. And ideally mm. with grilled vegetables and grilled tomato. And you get this beautiful flavor from mm. that grill. Okay. I mean, a lot of times it's done, you know, on stovetop, but right. delicious. Uh, and then, yeah, probably like a green salad with some sort of, I mean, there is Italian. We've all had Italian dressing, sure. you know, that came. And then... Um, dessert oh yeah i was hoping you were gonna ask about sure because i was just like doing that to like because you have to eat probably those things but uh the real action happens at dessert and by the way oh i forgot the wine and coca-cola oh well yeah 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 yes and wine wine, i mean yeah why do they mix the two i think it's gross 
I don't know what you're talking about. I've never Why in Coca-Cola? They do that. No. In Who's Romania, they? Romania does it. Well. <laughs> why don't you guys? Well, now he wants me to ask her for all the Italians about why would... <laughs> If um, Romania does it, so should the Italians. Obviously. Well, I um, just no, know. The answer is no. and Coca-Cola at, at the meeting. But <clears throat> I not mean, together. Right. Exactly. Only Romania does it. I don't know. You're telling me something new. They do. I never knew. And they, okay. Yeah. And, and then desserts. Desserts is really where the Italians shine, if I could just take a moment. Well, like in shoes and cars. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, like, listen, <laughs> if you, one of the things about New York is like bakeries. I, I it would change your life just to walk into one bakery in New York. Like the other day I went to shout out, Hey, Hey, Rosenberg's deli. All right. And Where they, Rosenberg's is over in five points. Okay. Here in Denver. Um, Denver here in Denver. Colorado. And if you've not been, go, cause okay. it's, it's a pretty authentic. Um, What's the name again? Rosenberg's. Rosenberg's. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, Jude's like, what up? She's like, yeah, Rosenberg's. Yeah. Cause she knows things and so I go and they had which honestly like I had to just take a minute to compose myself emotionally yeah because they had the rainbow cookie oh which god I just I need a minute right now it's okay yeah it it brings up a lot of women do this when they get next to me yeah it's hard it's tough cookies and Rob yeah (laughs) yeah what else do you need out of life? Is it rainbow rainbow cookie? Rainbow cookie. So uh-huh. it's it's uh, modeled after the Italian flag, you know, because Italians are proud like that. Right. And it's like a it's basically like a sponge cookie. It could be called a cake, actually, uh-huh. like a sponge cookie in the colors. And then it now the has Italian flag or what colors? Red, white, yeah. and green. Right. I'm so glad I got that quiz. I would you Google did, that. I'd be like, no, no, you did good. Rob, no. you know, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're I right. I, of course, I come on, I, please. But uh, and then, but wait. So that's great. Okay, sponge, like yum, delicious. Okay. But then they're like, well, hey, doesn't this need a layer of like, sort of a very very thin chocolate like glaze? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, it does need that. Okay. And so, so the point is, like, I see this in the case. I'm like, yes, just give me the give me the whole cake. Give me it's delicious. And um, so those so are very classic. How much would a whole classic. cake cost? There? Well, they're cookies. So oh, I mean, how much would a whole Oh, cookie like twelve dozen. Oh, oh, twelve dozen. Oh, no, twelve or a, do- or a dozen. Or a dozen. A dozen. A dozen. Is twelve. Sorry. Um, probably like uh, you know, it's probably a couple bucks a cookie. Well, that's, I don't that's know. Reasonable. Yeah, no, it's reasonable. And listen, bucks. Yeah. give them your money. Like, just open your wallet and give your money. Like, don't even question. Don't like stress about it. Just give it to them. Eat a couple on the drive home. Sure. Uh, they're so good. So. Like, there are certain cookies that are uh, very culturally relevant, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Um, cannoli. I mean, I don't want to live in a world without cannoli. I don't know about you guys, but and cannoli is how? How's that made? Cannoli is uh, is basically a fried dough shell. Mm. So it's you know it's uh, yeah. seamed together. So think it's almost like a manicotti, but but, with, but sweet. Okay. Yeah, and actually the filling is very similar. It's a, a sweet uh, ricotta filling. Um, so delicious tiramisu. We've you all eat had. it for dinner and you eat it for dessert. Well, anytime. I mean, breakfast. I don't sure. <laughs> like why put a limit on, yeah. on your cannoli eating. Uh, and tiramisu is, is, you know, the classic, which wonderful. is ladyfinger cookies soaked in, you know, typically some sort of um, liqueur and coffee mixture. And then uh, you've got a cream and I mean, it's, it's cocoa powder is delicious. Why does food bring people together? What, what, is, what does it do? I mean, so does drinking and smoking and and parties and concerts, but food is, food's different. I mean, when you go to someone's house, that's why people, you know, have an island now, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, the kitchen's twice the size of their living room and their den, because that's where people want to be. It's why, true. why is that? 
Well, first of all, my favorite question of the night. Um, you know, I saw it already here tonight. You know, it's funny. You, you put a, some food out and people just, it's, um, it's sort of this gateway to conversation and warmth and joy. And I think... Uh, because the, the first question is, what is this? What, what, well, what? yeah, and it starts a conversation. So, you know, you ask that and you get to talk about maybe a recipe or the provenance of something or people like to show, you know, what they've done. Like I, when I was younger, I wanted to do everything myself if I was entertaining, for example. Like I didn't want like my... the whole spread. Well, I didn't want my From guests... beginning to end. Yeah, and I didn't want them to be stressed out, right? I wanted mm -hmm. them to just come and relax. And then as I got older, I started to realize, oh, people really love to kind of contribute their own thing. You know, they want to bring the the family recipe or they want to bring uh, the thing that they're particularly Because uh, a good of. guest, if you invited me over, I'd say, how can I help? Yeah. What can I do? Well, it's true. And I think... And you say, open this bottle of wine. I'm like... Oh, no, okay. I would say, like, make a tiramisu. <laughs> like, I'm not playing. Right? And I'd look at My, you like... Eh. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be that. But yeah. I'm... I do think there's everybody relates somehow. Even people who don't cook love something. So they might go pick it up for you. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if it comes from the grocery store, but it matters that you love it. And then you come and you share it. And there's something so just um, great about that. And I think food is so universal. It's one of the things that we all relate to. And I mean, no matter what. And we have a national holiday that's based around food. Thanksgiving is the yes. most celebrated oh, holiday. Yeah. The most celebrated holiday by all people who live in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Not everybody celebrates Christmas. Not everybody celebrates Halloween. Not everybody celebrates Easter. It's a great but point. Everybody celebrates Thanksgiving. Yeah, and like in an obsessive way. Like I photograph. <laughs> it is. No, I, you know, because anybody who knows me knows I'm a little obsessed with Instagram. Like I put. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You know, admission is the first step to recovery, you guys. So, yeah. well, yeah. I'm not even trying to recover, but the point is, is that's true. Actually, so, welcome to your intervention. Yes. Oh, is that no, what this really no, is? No, no, no. We're this. We're this it's is cute. real. You're good. Uh, no, no. So I, um, I said, here's a photo of uh, the Food Olympics, basically, when I posted the the spread that day, and I call it the Food Olympics for that reason. I think people just, uh, I think that's wonderful. I think it's great because I because gifts aren't typically exchanged. You know, it's not about commercialism. It's about get around a table, share food, um, we're all equals, there's a, a universality and a really a, a democratic thing about that that I love. Yeah. When, when, you, when you moved out here, or when you, moved, when you moved out here to Colorado, what year was that? 1994. 94. Yeah, so, uh, it, it quite was a not, while. Yeah, quite a I'm while. I'm basically ago. a native. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah, yeah you, you were here before all the <laughs> You were here before all... All the craziness. Yeah. You, you were here. You were here right when the Rockies. You were here a year before. The, the yeah, yeah. I remember Coors Field yeah. being built. I mean, Lodo was yeah. nothing like it is now. It was wild. Lodo stands for uh, Lower Downtown yeah. here in Denver Metro area. Tons of restaurants. Tons of things to do. So if you guys are coming into town from all over the world, who may hear this uh, wonderful uh, stories that we tell, um, definitely check out Lodo and and the wonderful wonderful restaurants that are that are in there in, yeah. and around there. For sure. We will. Um, you have made food your life and this is, this is this is your life now yeah you make a living at food um how why yeah it's a great question i mean really i consider myself a writer first and foremost so uh but food doesn't move it doesn't breathe it doesn't it doesn't change. I mean, a makati is a is a makati. Manicotti is a manicotti. Manicotti. Yeah. A cookie is a cookie. A cookie. Um, how do you write about things that don't breathe? Yeah. 
That's an interesting question, actually. You or, can't, know, or can't respond back. I mean, that's what I basically mean. Yeah. It, well, they don't respond back directly, although I don't know. Maybe I would argue that. But, uh, but they create response, uh, and that is definitely true. And so our approach with Nourish really is um, deeply based in storytelling. And last night, I, I went to Colton Gray, which is over in um, like Lower Highlands, and they taught us how to make the Brooklyn. Everybody knows the Manhattan cocktail, but not a lot of people have heard of the Brooklyn. And so we're going to publish that because my approach is if if I'm interested or I think it's cool, like I trust other people will. And so they were gracious enough to invite us and we went and did that. And then I grabbed something to eat at the bar afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm chatting with the bartender, which by the way, let's just, if I give you no other tips tonight, like when you can eat at the bar. It, the best people sit at the bar. In fact, I met Jude, who invited me here, at the bar at Rioja on Larimer. Um, and she was like, you know food. I'm like, well, I'm a food. And then she yeah. invited me. So that is true. The best people sit at the bar. But So I'm sitting there last night, and I just in talking with the bartender, learned that he's the uh, Colorado State oyster shucking champion. He's the eighth ranked in the United States. What? I mean, serious, right? The bartender? The bartender. At? At Colt and Gray. The bartender at Colt and Gray is yeah. the national... Ben. I don't know his last name, yeah, but hey, Ben. He's the national... Na- he, he's the Colorado State Oyster Shucking Champion. Okay, and, and he's the eighth in ranked the, in the nation. In the nation. I mean, that's real. And that's if you think Colorado, about shucking... I mean, I mean you think people in Maine and, right, and, and Oregon would be shaking It's funny that you thing. say Maine. He, was, he grew up in Maine. Yeah. But he... Uh, and, you know, Jax is a big seafood. Yeah. Um, and he worked for them okay. for a while. And so... But I'm saying if I wasn't... If I didn't sit there and if I wasn't open and willing to, Talk. yeah, I would never have known that. And there's every other person sitting at that bar didn't know that, right? You don't, you don't get that on social media. You don't get that on the internet. It's you true. Get these little baby stores, you've got to get out and go eat and go have fun. Go to the bar. Yeah, don't, meet don't people. Don't at home, meet people, yeah. Well, I, I will say social is such a beautiful bridge and I've met so many great people that way, but it's just the first step and then the relationship really mm-hmm. you know develops and there's storytelling and, and different things. So when you say, well, food doesn't respond, but food creates the reason to um, connect in ways that I think are so meaningful and yeah. really valid. And that I love. And, and what I love about food is that it cross cultures. Yes. I mean, we wouldn't know about this if it wasn't for this culture. We wouldn't know about that. I love smells. And I think mm. smells Smells of food bring back memories, just yeah. like music does. Yeah. They're saying it help, uh, smells of food are helping Alzheimer's patients, as well as music is too. But there's a lot of chefs now who are helping people remember mm. their past through smells. Beautiful. We use smells. I mean, realtors, uh, realtors use cookie. They, they bake cookies in yeah. the oven so you'll buy the house. It's Casinos true. use smells. They use vanilla. They use donut smell. They use perfume smells to make you stay in the casino because it smells so darn good. Yeah. They, they keep you in these buildings for these reasons. Yeah. One of my favorite things that Colorado does is the whiskey and bacon. Yes, uh, that's uh, real. Which is the bourbon and bacon thing over yeah. the Pepsi Center. Yeah. And you walk in there and you're just like, Dear God. <laughs> you just don't want to leave. No. I, I mean, they should just there. have like overnight accommodations yeah. for you. But and, and speaking of all the food that, that Colorado does, and, and they, they, they have mass things based around food. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the... the a lot of cities do this. We're not the only one. But obviously the Denver Food Fest yeah. uh, festival that we do here in, in People's Court, I call it over there. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it is a wonderful thing. And food trucks are plenty. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason, who works here, has uh, meatballs, delicious. No. Um, what is it called? Um, 
uh, fireballs. I don't know. Fireballs. No, no, There's no, a no. Name. no wow. um, something hmm. balls. If, if that's name's but, not used, somebody no. <laughs> should. Um, but it brings people together, and of course, coming up um, in the next in the next uh, couple of weeks, or ne- next week, this week, uh, Denver opens up, and and they bring people from all over the state, and sometimes all over the world, in the United States, here to eat hmm. uh, and try all the new foods. And we are becoming a foodie state. I mean, we are, yeah, there's no question. Uh, yeah. Everybody's moving here, whether it be for. Uh, the marijuana trade, but yeah. the people are moving here. And they're hungry. And it's, and it's so. fascinating. And they're hungry. That's helpful. And they're very yeah. hungry. It's and helpful. it's fascinating how <laughs> many how many uh, companies that you know nationally have started here. Old Chicago started mm-hmm. here. Noodles and Company started here. Yep. Smashburger started here. Yeah. Qdoba and, uh, Chipotle. Oh, and Chipotle both started here in Denver, Colorado. It's true. All these great, wonderful, wonderful uh, now chains are started here. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating th- to me that, you know, most of them start in Boulder <laughs> and that's where they smoke the most. No. Um, <laughs> people just got hungry. <laughs> yeah. To start something. We're hungry, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing to me how mm. food does bring people together. Yeah, it's true. And we, I mean, again, having seen, one of the things I say is, in 1994, I mean, you couldn't even find a good loaf of bread, which was very painful coming from New York because you had every possible bread type and delicious uh, bread that had been made for hundreds of years, you know, back in the old country or whatever. So um, now, and speaking of bread, we have multiple incredible um, artisanal bread makers. And uh, we are, you know, people have mixed feelings about the word foodie, but this idea of like food as part of culture and really part of what shapes a sophisticated city we're not even talking about fine dining, sophisticated, like that sort of old definition of sophistication, but the idea that a vibrant city does have great food. And that's a fact. I mean, if you named any city you love, chances are it's, it's a food, you know, it has some great food. You learned, you, you used a term just, just right now called foodie. Yeah. Foodie, foodie, foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I associate that with, like, with a wine connoisseur, someone who's very educated in the world of wine. Mm-hmm. Is that what a foodie is? Someone who's very educated in the world of food? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think there's a variety of, of definitions, and they're probably all fairly loose. Um, I think it's an enthusiast. That's how I would okay. uh, say it. Like a fan. Yeah, a fan, and somebody who takes a great interest. Knows all the names of the players, knows all the names of the food. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, sometimes it doesn't go that far. That's yeah. more probably a media person like me who needs to know that, that stuff. But just somebody who really cares and um, is interested and seeks out new uh, types of food and food experiences and wants to try new restaurants. And that's that's my idea of what that is. When we come back after break, we're going to talk more about food and what's going to happen in the Denver metro area about food and also about the magazine Nourish that she is the publisher and editor-in-chief of. I am Rob Scoggins. I'm your host of the Topic of Conversation. We'll be right back after the break with our wonderful guest, Christine Vasquez. Thanks. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867 and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. 
I am Rob Scoggins. I'm the host of the Top Conversation. We welcome you back for the second part of the show. We are right here live every Wednesday night at the Denver Press Club, and we thank you so much for being here. Great live studio audience with all the great treats that Christine Vasquez has brought uh, with Nourish Magazine and all that good stuff. <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. We want to welcome you back, and uh, we are here, and we're going to talk about some food. We've been talking about food all night and how it brings people together and all that good stuff, and it does, and all the smells that can remind you of your past and how just smelling a turkey uh, reminds me of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So when I'm walking through the supermarket, I'm like, oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom Turkey. So, uh, and wonderful, wonderful memories, and that's what food does for us, and it does bring us together. It does bring us uh, uh, communion and, and everything. I mean, even the body of Christ brings us together. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we Okay. And uh, here we go. Here we go talking about uh, the world of food here in Denver metro area. Uh, this week, uh, starting in two days, because today is the 24th of February, and starting on the 26th of February, which is this coming Thursday, is Food Week here mm -hmm. in Denver, Colorado. We try to be topical on the topic of conversation and bring people in to help the, uh, the, the, what, what we're doing in the world of Denver. Um, and, uh, and she does that. Fun week. I mean, a fun week, isn't it? It's all about food. Yeah. It's all about eating. Denver and Restaurant Week, it's Denver called. Restaurant yeah. Week, right? Yeah, yeah. it's and, great. And are all restaurants involved? Like McDonald's, are they involved? Not that I know of. Okay. I mean, I'm not an no. expert on it. Uh, are it's they actually... a restaurant? What are they considered? I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not I'm really not just, sure. I'm just, I'm just playing with you. It got, it got very We can talk about Burger King. It's whatever you like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's... Let's not talk about So, no, no, listen, uh, here's the thing. Their food, too. Yes, it's true. No, yeah. that's true. Uh, Denver, really, Visit Denver, I think, is who puts that on. And yeah. it's really the Visitors Bureau, which we have an amazing one in, in this city. And it's about um, getting people who might not otherwise try a place, you know? Mm -hmm. So it could be somebody local who kind of has their rounds of restaurants and they want to try something new. It could be a visitor, you know, yeah. a traveler, um, whether for business or pleasure. And the guideline is $30. It costs per person. Right. So the restaurants who do participate have to come up with a menu that stays in that guideline. Mm. And it's, I mean, there, there are better deals to be had than others, right? Because obviously some of the higher-end restaurants, if they're participating and you can go and have a three-course meal for 30 bucks. That's a great deal. Great deal. But it's really driven by menu and what you want to eat. So you can go online and, and read all the menus and choose. It's fun. And it's, it's denverrestaurantweek.com or is it? I don't know. That's I don't. Okay. We're That's not okay. like, we don't yeah. participate as nourish in right. it. Uh, I obviously know about it. Sure. But yeah, it's not our program. So a wonderful, fun week that they do here in Denver. It's coming up uh, soon. So if you're um, in the Denver metro area, take take advantage of that. Nourish Magazine, that is your that is your wonderful, wonderful uh, a very colorful, very informative um, magazine that you put out every. It's quarterly. Quarterly, mm -hmm. which would be three months, right? <laughs> Four to, yeah, yeah, Four every, times every, a year. every three months. Yes. Um, the one that's currently out right now is is got um, little hearts on it. Conversation from, heart, from, yeah, cookie, conversation or, um, heart candies, yeah. And 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 wonder, wonderful articles about food and wine and places to eat and why you eat there and and all this good stuff. Tell us more about what, what Nourish Magazine is all about to you. Oh, I love that question so much. Thanks. I, well, hmm, thanks. <laughs> he just handed me it so I could caress it while I discuss it. Yeah. Um, you know, 
the first word I would say is storytelling. As a, and again, I, I start as a writer. Uh, food is the, the, the net, really, that holds that. But as a writer, and other writers will totally understand this, you know, we're obsessed with words, we're obsessed with story, and um, by nature, very curious and, and also observant, hopefully. And I tell our, our writers, actually, that great writing actually starts with observation. Mm-hmm. So, so you think that, that writing is about putting words together or being clever and those things. And it's really not. It's about listening and observing and hearing where the story is and then following that. And so that's what Nourish is about through food. So the idea that I might be introduced to a chef and this just happened. Uh, he just returned from Hong Kong and he stocked up. He, he bought so many chef tools and like gadgets and stuff in Hong Kong that he had to borrow space in one of his traveling mates' luggage to fit it all. I mean, you know, his luggage got full. And, and so I hear that and I go, we want to tell a story about that. That's interesting to me. You know, to tell another like chef story is not, it's not uninteresting. It's just maybe not the, the place that we would go. But I hear that and I say, oh, you know, that's very cool and interesting. So a story first. Um, but if you take food, tons of layers. I mean, there's so many angles and so many possibilities of meaningful, relevant, interesting, vibrant, inspiring stories that honestly were never without content. One of the things I worried about was like, will we have enough? And we always have too much. And that's a great problem, if you would even call it a problem to have. It's a book magazine. If you were, if you were to hold it, it's not your typical magazine that mm-hmm. you would find in a doctor's office or, or at a you know, 7-Eleven uh, and on a, on a magazine rack. Um, it is, uh, it's naked food. I mean, it's not clothed, but um, it is, it is, it is, it is, it's unique in style and the way, in the way it's presented. And you have a wonderful cast of characters who help you with this magazine. Mm-hmm. I have never met any of them, but mm-hmm. I, I've Googled them and read about them. Oh, wow. They seem That's... like a wonderful group of people to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you have John, who yeah. is a John chef. John Who is a chef. Yeah, and he helps you. And then um, go ahead and ex- tell everybody else about the rest. Well, there's really uh, three of us: John DiPiero, who's our chef consultant, who um, is an incredibly talented chef, really a visionary, and he's done a lot for Denver food. Actually, the Denver food scene. And where is he now? He uh, is a co-owner at Miho mm-hmm. Foods, which is at Avanti, which is the food incubator in okay. Lohai. Mm-hmm. And was a long time at. Wait, you said food incubator. That's what you do with eggs. Wow. I can't believe I just said incubator, by the way, on radio. But uh, yes, listen, it's a great concept. And, and actually, it's very indicative. It? Yeah. It's indicative of, of, of what is happening in Denver right now in the best way, which is... Because I've heard the word innovator. Mm-hmm. Incubator. incubator. And it is similar. It's similar to eggs, where there are eggs and seeds of, of restaurants and, and concepts that are possibilities. And so these developers were like, hey, you know, look, we want to give people a kind of a jump start and an opportunity to develop ideas without having to put in such a huge investment. Uh, and so there's multiple concepts under one roof. It's mm. a very, very cool building. And, um, and where is it again? It's uh, in Low High. Uh, you'd have Lower, to Lower Highlands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which what? is a sub, which is a little. Thirty second and Pecos. Thirty second Pecos in, in the in the lower highlands yeah. part of Denver, which is a very posh, you know, becoming even posher 
area of the Denver metro area. So very nice. Um, so I'm sure it's not an inexpensive place. Well, you know, what's cool is the building itself is like a, I mean, it was, it's a vintage building. So uh-huh. this is what I like too, where developers vintage come in. Vintage means maybe old warehouse, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it was maybe like a Miller window, Road, something. Yeah. yeah, something cool. And yeah. it's really, what's great is they've tried to keep the integrity of the building as much as they can, but there's a lot of um, modern touches in, in the inside, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that that mix, which sure. I find super interesting. Sure. But the actual concepts themselves are housed in um, shipping containers. So, But we've seen that before. In mm-hmm. fact, I saw it years ago. We traveled to Brooklyn and did this whole kind of foodie week thing. And we found one of these um, in Brooklyn where it was all these shipping containers. And I thought, so clever, right? Because shipping containers are fairly inexpensive, uh, you can fit, and there's a similar one. It's where Cart Driver is over on um, Cart Driver and um, Working Class mm-hmm. on 25th and Larimer. Okay. Now they were first mm-hmm. in Denver, and then Avanti came later. Avanti. But the idea is, how do we use materials that are affordable so that we can house people and give them the incubating space to do their concepts? So I love it. I think it's clever, and I think that there's so much investment that goes in w- with no. I mean, you have, it's such a risk, right? You have no, so this gives people an option to develop ideas. And that's what Sean does for you. And then, um, and Danielle. Danielle, um, yeah. mm -hmm. Is our designer, designer, right? Yeah. And then you have uh, your your contributors, Charles, Jamie, Liz, and and Michelle. Yeah, one of our contributors is here tonight, Liz Henry. Woo! Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Yeah, and those contributors change, you know, with each issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like people who 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 wrote a story or done. You yeah. write most of this, don't you? Yeah, like a crazy look, like, like ninety five percent. Ninety five percent of this. Ninety five to ninety eight is you. Mm. Yeah, and 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 you have advertising in it. You mm-hmm. have, this is your life. This We're is, like do, legitimate. Do, do you do anything else besides? That? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I do some consulting. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's when you're seen uh, as I don't even know if I'd go so far as to say expert. It sounds a little pretentious, but like. If you're known to have developed a certain skill set within mm-hmm. a certain industry, then other things come along. So, yeah, I do some uh, consulting for well, sure. It's a wonderful magazine, and you should be very, very proud. Thank How you. long has it been going on? How long have you been doing it? Uh, well, we're on our seventh issue. Seven. Uh, that's Good. the one you're holding is seven. seven. Yep. And so four years? Uh, <laughs> no, because actually, you know, we were I'm super. Just counting. You're cute. No, we were super ambitious the first year and did six. Wow. Uh, and and this year we've decided to go quarterly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of work and happily, I do it joyfully, uh, but we want it to be quality and we want the t- we don't want to feel rushed and um, there's something about the writing process but also the creative process. For us, it's deeply visual as well. Mm-hmm. So the words matter and the visuals matter and it takes time. Here's the thing about the creative process. You, you can't, always dictate that, you know, sometimes stories come from the universe. I mean, you know, you, you cannot rush and force that. And when you do, then you dilute things. And so we wanted to have grace about that and, and really be able to ensure that. So it feels good. The rhythm feels good now. So this is the second year. Yeah. And what were you doing before this? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't like to talk about my past. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Oh, God, I'm kidding. Stop. I'm totally kidding. I was writing and I was editing. So I would, um, I taught a lot of writers, actually, a lot of um, 
did a lot of writing coaching and then wrote for actually wrote for Boulder Weekly, which is a you know an independent paper mm-hmm. in Boulder at food reviews and features. And then before that, I was a corporate trainer of all things. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, who takes your pictures? Who takes all these wonderful pictures? Well, I took all the ones in this issue. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful pictures and, and, and just wonderful. They have obviously wonderful eyes to take all this. And what a, what a, what a fun thing to do on a, on a, on a, you know, every 90 days. Yeah. So it's cool. Together. And you know, what's great. It's, I love that you um, talked about it as a book because we've had so much yep. feedback that yeah. people are keeping them with like their yeah. cookbooks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I mean, that wasn't, and this is also part of the creative process. There wasn't like, um, I didn't think of that in advance, right. but I, Obviously, we thought we wanted it to be something um, uh, of high quality. Yeah. And, but we do call it a magazine, and it is, in fact, a magazine, but it's being received with such uh, respect and reverence in that way that that makes me so proud. You know, and obviously, we were having fun with your last name <laughs> uh, at the beginning. What was your maiden name? Valetti. Valetti. Now, mm-hmm. that, you don't get much more Italian than that. Fact. Yeah, it's a lot of vowels. Christine Valetti. Yeah, yeah. Vowels. Here, here's the thing. I have to ask you this because it was a question online that, that I had to get out there to you. How do you make food pose for a picture? What, what, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you do it? We and sweet it, talk it. Do you? Mm-hmm. No. You sugarcoat it? Ha, ha, no. Ha. Actually, I mean, you know what's great? How do you get food to, to come out for you? Because I've seen people do a graphic design. They make a burger and spray yeah. it with stupid stuff. Oh, there's weird stuff that goes on. My sister used to go on a photo shoot with food. And I was like, how does that work? Is that true? Yeah. 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 And she yeah. worked for... She worked for McDonald's. Is that true? Um, yeah, in, in Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's and funny you it's say funny. that. She says, I'm going on a Big Mac shoot. I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Again, sounds uh, like a euphemism. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of tricks. Yeah. Like if you How Google do you do it. it. Well, it? well, what? and it's great. They, this is such a great question because, I mean, no, listen, the reality is, and here's what's great, I have to say about our approach is that there's no manipulation. Okay. It's it's how I live my life. Like fresh what you see oven? is you what you get. Fresh from the oven? Yeah. Like birth There's of a not, baby? No, there is like, <laughs> I would say, I call it yeah. styling, meaning mm-hmm. like if you handed me this glass right here, yeah. I would immediately take the straws out, right? Okay. I mean, that's done. Right. I, obviously, let's pretend it was full. Okay. And I would probably take what what it was already naturally there from the bartender, like mm-hmm. the citrus, and I would maybe just set it on top, but I wouldn't manipulate it in any other yeah. way. I want it to be as natural as possible. Yeah. These, so a little um, inside information on our sure. cover from Go this right. uh, issue. Uh, honestly, we bought a bag of conversation hearts. I had the idea, like, wouldn't that be cool? Because we also didn't want to take it so seriously. You know, and I'm picking through the bag, right? Because I have to find the ones that look the coolest, whatever. I need nine of them. I know that. I, in my mind, I have sort of the visual. And... So this is taken live. You didn't you didn't Photoshop this. No, this is this is nine conversation heart candies lined up on a white poster board on my front porch. Wow. At like two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. You know? And but we wanted it that way. Like so the idea is we don't Photoshop photos. What you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. And we like that. There's something very cool about like this is what it is. And I I feel like if I have any criticism of glossy magazine it's that there's too much manipulation of images and things just that there's something great about i like taking like an after shot of a of a dinner where like a napkin scrunched up and you know what i mean there's some crumbs on the table and you can see that life happened there and to me that's sometimes more interesting than something that's 
so perfectly put together. So, I mean, there's beauty there. We care deeply about beauty and we care about um, quality, but we also care very much about what's uh, true and what's natural. On lucky number seven issue that you have here in my hands, um, what I really like is the food essay, or mm. the photo essay, excuse me. And that's why I bring this up. It's called Food as, food as Art. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a wonderful little uh, part of the magazine uh, in this issue that really it makes you freaking hungry. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it is wonderfully done. And, Thank and, you. And, and it's, this is really just fresh from the fresh from the chef on the table, like a food. Yeah. So and almost I mean, like a, almost like a, a selfie. Well, yeah, food selfie. Yeah. I mean, they can't take their own photos, yeah. so you have to help them. Uh, and, she, but, uh, and you tell the restaurant's name and and but but uh, and yeah, and all those. Not one yeah. of those was touched up. Those yeah. were how they came on the table. And do you that, hear that advertising firms that charge so much money for food, <laughs> whatever you do? I mean, all you got to do. That's simple. Well, look, if it, it's funny because I eat out so much, and like a lot of those, we probably had hundreds of photos, and then mm -hmm. we chose the ones that did get in. So there's a there is a selection process, and there's a mm -hmm a standard. But when you are truly, so many chefs are food artists, right? Mm -hmm. So they are, they care so much about how they present that plate to you. And that we did that piece to honor that actually, really to give them sort of the credit for that care. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so on page, and I don't know what page it is, but um, there's some oysters here. <laughs> We're back there's to some, oysters. So things, it was only things, a matter of time. There's some things out there, you know, in, in the world of food, mm. um, which are called aphrodisiacs. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we all hear about them. We yeah. all hear dark chocolate and, and oysters. <laughs> really bad together, but, you know, separate. They're really good. Because, um, you know, chocolate-covered oysters are not that good. Oh, yeah. I've I tried never them. thought about it. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, they're gross. Chocolate-covered bacon, mm. delicious. I mean, please. Oysters, yeah. Not so much. It's the weird. boogers of the sea. Wow. Yeah. Rude. Um, hashtag rude. Hashtag hilarious. I love oysters. Um, okay. okay. Uh, there's not. I'm sticking there's, up for they're, oysters. It's not funny because they're just not. <laughs> um, uh, <funny. laughs> when whales sneeze. <laughs> so I've never heard Oysters of... come out. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's what I used to think. Is that true? Are Absolutely. you serious? When whales sneeze, I thought those were boogers. Wow. I, I thought oysters were whale boogers. Look at them. Wow. Look at them. They look. I'm sorry. It was going so well yeah, until well, this. Ugh. We veered to the right. We anyway, veered to the right. It was bound. Yeah. Um, back to aphrodisiacs. Yeah. Um, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. How, yeah. Who came up with that? And yeah. Why, and why oysters? Nature came up with it. Thank no, you, nature. God, why? Thank you, nature. They, yeah. Are they we the Viagra you. of the sea? I mean, it's weird because I have to say. <laughs> that was funny. I, first of all, I don't even know. Haha. <laughs> everybody let. Come on. <laughs> they did. They yeah. did. Um. What's weird Oysters, about this is that we now have to talk, like, I don't know how much about sex we're going to actually talk about, if it'll just well, be sort of implied. Well, food, food, and, food and, you know, people spray themselves. Yeah. Um, Whipped cream and oysters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. Uh, so gross. Stop. Um, just weird. Uh, no, no. I mean, I guess the deal is, and it's weird because yeah. I think about uh, coffee. You know, people okay. are like, oh God, I get so wired up. And I'm like, I drink a cup of coffee. I don't get wired. I don't right. know. Like, I don't have that sort of well, caffeine response. caffeine calms you down. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't know exactly about aphrodisiac. Like I would have to do sort of a clinical trial. And... Is it just oysters that are associated with that? No. And some dark chocolate? No. What else? Um, what else is an aphrodisiac? Come up. Come up. What, yeah. what, no. Just... Do it. Get in. 
Yeah, just she's got to get in on just it. Just tell us yeah. what other now foods. Now it's a threesome. So just, tell like, us yeah. what a free, just tell us what <laughs> other foods are aphrodisiacs. No, that's all I want to know. Why. She's like, I'm going to tell you why oysters are okay. aphrodisiacs. Oh, okay. Because right. I love oysters. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Um, research has recently found that they contain a lot of amino acids mm. that trigger the production of certain sex hormones. Okay. Oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin. So there's, it, there's it, real it has to do with the hormones behind what's released when you consume the okay. slimy, mm. yummy, mm, delicious that Unctious. slide down your throat. Unctious. Uh-huh. Salty. I'm going to really say it like good. this. You know, they are disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird word. <laughs> they are <No>. disgusting. <laughs> well, it's a texture. See, you're raising also a very good point, which is a lot of people have a version, whether we're talking aphrodisiac or whatever, but... And thank you, Mariah. Seriously, that's so amazing. No, thank you. Help us sister out. Seriously. No, food, food, no. food can make you horny. It does. Well, look, and, and I think the thing is texture matters, right? Like, uh, it's just about even feeling a fabric. Like, it, it, there's certain fabrics that feel great. And, and so... Cotton, the fabric of our lives. Yeah, yeah. velvet, like my leggings. Let's yeah. all take a moment. And, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's delightful. So there's yeah. some things that, that um, please you more than others, right? So when you put... And I don't want to be weird, but like when you do put something in your mouth, like you care about the texture. And so for you, I would almost wonder if, I'm sorry, I don't know. I have like, no, but I, I honestly have like colleagues in the audience right now that are like cringing. It's hilarious. Okay. They'll no, just but, fast forward this part. I, please edit Skip this out. Now. Just edit it. No, but I'm making a point of like, you chance. don't even sometimes realize how much that bothers you. So when you say oysters, ooh, I would tend to say that's a textural issue. Yeah. It's not necessarily a flavor issue. It's so. Well, a lot of people swallow oysters whole. You had to go ahead and say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and whole, yeah. so thanks. Um, yeah. No, well, I'm just saying, so you have to be aware of your You put it in the magazine, own. not me. Yeah, I love oysters. <laughs> I have no shame about oysters. I yeah. don't make any apologies about right. oysters. Yeah. yeah, but the idea is that that, so you said yeah. smell for sure, yeah. taste, of course, yeah. texture. And so I don't know that people can sometimes identify that that's why they yeah. don't or even do like something, but it's a big part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and food does it is it is euphoric. It is fun. It is it is it makes people happy and and gleeful. Sometimes it makes people depressed, um, and sometimes it makes people very sad because mm. they're they're eating Ben and Jerry's because they're sad. Yeah, that's and, true. And they're trying to be happy again. Yeah, and and food food does does run our world. It does. It's a it's a big part of our of our lives, and and it always will be. Yeah. Uh, can we stick to the basics? Sure. I mean, we could stick to a basic food plan. You know, just meat and potatoes and. And yeah, but I like, I don't want to live in a world, like I have friends, okay, and I love them. I do, let's be clear. But like, I don't eat pasta. I'm like, I don't know. Like now the friendship's in question. Like I love you, I do, and I want you to have a good life, but I don't, I can't relate to that. And as a woman, I've never been that girl, like um, obsessed about not eating or uh, really, you know, I just, I don't relate to that. I feel like, now I think everything, you know, that classic everything in moderation, but I honestly do not want to live in a world without mashed potatoes. I don't want to live in a world without ciabatta bread. I don't want to live in a world without tiramisu. Now, if I, you know, have a bite here or there. Because baby likes her carbs. I love, well, that's yeah. true. Did I all name all carbs? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's also very Italian. I love my carbs too. Yeah. No, it's but brain I- brain food. You got to have them. You do. And I also think, like, I, I think it's such an enrichment to life. It would be like saying, 
you know, no more art for you. Mm -hmm. Like what? I don't even understand a life without art, right? So food, you know, yes, it could be very utilitarian. It could be just for sustenance. You could just use it. um, You'll you'll hear a lot of athletes talk about using it as, um, you know, fuel. And I don't relate to that at all. I really don't. I I find it so much an enrichment and such an important uh, part of living well that, and I'm not talking about gluttony. I'm not talking about, you know, going too far, but the idea of the diversity and the joy and I just can't imagine. We have five networks dedicated to food. Yeah, I mean, it's no joke. It's real. And Emeril Lagasse was was the first major chef or super chef or celebrity chef, as we call them now, for Food Network. He launched that network. That's true. And it's unbelievable what they have done. It's unbelievable that we have five networks, food, you know, art and leisure, whatever they're called. Food driven, yeah. Food and all that stuff. Uh, Five networks that are just food. It's true. And we watch them. And we love them. We do. Dimes, and dinners, and doves, or do- whatever they're doing. <laughs> um, right, doves. You know, yeah, that's what you're... You know, yeah. man versus food. I would love yeah. to see a woman versus food. They yes. haven't done that yet. Yes, uh, You need to do that. Top Chef uh, was just in chef, town recruiting. You know, all this, yep. cr- all, uh, you know, you know, kids kids being little chefs, little oh, chefs, it's great junior. To see them come fun. up with, yeah. yeah, their creativity. And and look, again, I think that that's, it taps in very much to, to what I'm saying about the universality. It, it is just so relatable and um, and it is a creative outlet for people who maybe, you know, didn't go into different areas but want to express and can mm. do that. Why nourish? Why the name? Mm. That's a good question too. Yeah. I do like, good, and I like to whisper when I say it's a good question. No, it, it is a good question. And I, uh, because that name. nourishment, I mean. Yeah, and yeah. nourishes uh, when I, well, again, when you're a word geek, right? Like, I think about warmth and joy and openness and um, sub- substantial, meaningful, yeah. you know, something. And so, yeah, it, it just became a, a very easy. Very easy name. Yeah, choice. Yeah. All right. Where can people find this? Where can people get the magazine? Where can, and around the Denver metro area, and of course, people listening all over the world, where can they find this? Thank you for asking that too. Uh, so listen, and honestly, when this call came, you guys, I had to set the phone down and like pace. I was freaking, I actually cried if you, you want to know the real truth when Tatter Cover uh, accepted Nourish. So Tatter Cover is, uh, well, we're carried in two of the best bookstores in the entire Western United States. One is Tatter Cover and the other is Boulder Bookstore in Boulder. And so Honestly, I love all of our stockists, but th- those just are deeply meaningful. I've been going to Tatter Cover for 20 years. So Tatter Cover has, uh, they have multiple locations, but the two that were carried in are their main location on Colfax and then um, Lodo. Okay. Not in Highlands Ranch yet? No. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I, I like they get their allocation and I, they sure. decide to put them in there. Um Truffle Cheese Shop, which is a Denver gem mm-hmm. and a complete joy if you've never been there on 6th Avenue. Novo Coffee also carries us. Um, cheese and Provisions, which is a new, amazing cheese shop, and they stock a ton of locally produced artisan foods. Um, at Berkeley. Uh, yeah, I think they're Berkeley officially. Yeah. yeah. And, and the um, Cook Street School of Culinary Arts. Yeah, they have some. Uh, we do. We publish our list in the back, uh, so you always know the current places. Yeah. And then our website. Do you mind if I say? No, of course not. Nourishfoodmag.com. Can they subscribe? 
you know, it's crazy because we try, we haven't come up with our system yet. And so I, it, there's no higher compliment than somebody who wants to subscribe. So I just want you to know, like, we love that, yeah. but um, we don't have a system quite yet for it. Yeah, you're a young magazine still. Yeah. Just name the companies that they can find the magazine in real quick for us. Yeah, so Tatter Cover, Truffle Cheese Shop, Novo Coffee, Hazel and Dewey on South Broadway, which is a gem of a shop, Studio Colfax, which is on Colfax, um, Sardo's Pantry, which is the adjacent pantry to Sardo's Restaurant in Jefferson Park, Cook Street, School of Culinary Arts, Perfect Petal, another amazing Denver gem in the Highlands, Cheese and Provisions I mentioned, um, Cured in Boulder. Wow. Talk about a gem and somebody who's really up the food game in this region uh, and Boulder Bookstore. There you go. Those are the places you can find the Nourish magazine all over the Denver metro area. And online, can they can they download it? Can they find it? Can they do yeah, something? Yeah, it's a great question. We, um, we have put a, a number of pieces of content actually online and we do call it the online mag and you can find that link not everything's on there um because we are print purposely yeah, yeah. so are you self uh self-published yeah 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 wow. that's that's a dedication right there yeah so you write everything 95 percent of the stuff that's in there you write you you take 100 percent of the pictures and you publish it yourself that's amazing amazing accomplishment that you've done well done are you trying to make me cry? No, right that's now? unbelievable. It's so sweet. A lot of people can't do that. It's very they sweet. Don't, they don't do that. That's mm -hmm. cool. You're very, very good. <laughs> um, another thing uh, with the magazine, uh, besides that, is is a wonderful read. It's easy to read, um, and and all this stuff. When is number eight coming out? When when do we see number eight? May. In It'll May. be mid May. Yeah. And it's all about coffee. Yeah, coffee, it's coffee, not coffee, all coffee, about coffee, but there is a lot, a lot of coffee, coffee content. Coffee. There's a lot. I mean, you know, There's we don't theme our issues, no, so it's, we never want to be like. Uh, pegged in a corner uh but there is a lot and because we realize like oh my gosh we're on we've done seven issues and haven't really talked about coffee it is such a huge part yeah. of the culture i will also clarify that we do local national and international content mm -hmm. and in fact liz one of our contributors in the audience uh mm -hmm. did this beautiful piece in this issue on puerto rico and yeah. the food artisans there which was amazing which we would not have even known about had we not been introduced to her and her having those relationships. So we're very interested in telling larger stories. There's so much happening in Denver and, and we say we'll always dedicate pages to Denver, but I want to be clear that it is about, we've done pieces on London it's and we've done pieces on Paris. Yeah. yeah. It's about, um, and now more than ever, I mean, we've had, we had a contributor in, you know, Paris send a, yeah. send us a piece. So just so that's clear, I don't want it to be, you know, pegged yeah. in, into a whole as vibrant and wonderful as Denver 122 pages of, of fun stuff about food. And what's, what's really unique about what uh, Christine does at the very last page, she tells you what's coming up in the next issue. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of magazines don't take the time to do. Um, and and what, a, what a fun thing you do. And wow, you did it. Aww. Here it is. Look at you. Aww. How about them apples, huh? Thank you. Um, and you said apples, and that's I food. Did, that's did. so cute. I did. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> How can people find you and 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 be your friend and 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 and, and all that stuff? Hang out with you. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, come over for come dinner. Over. I, sure. I was thinking. Yeah. No, you don't know how many people. Well, like, I'm, can we come? I'm over? sure you put on a good, good look. What you did for us. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> we loved it. Yeah. That's just that's just for here. Yeah. I mean, we're all yeah. coming over after this, right? Uh, sure. Anyway, yeah. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we're on my Instagram and Twitter okay. are both the same, which is at yeah, fork as in the utensil mm -hmm. social lab, mm -hmm. LAB as in boy. Uh, we are on Facebook as nourish food mag and, um, two different places. 
true. We have a we have a personal account and then a the nourish the account. Nourish, uh-huh. Yeah, and and honestly, we accept applications for friendship. So you would just like apply and mm-hmm. um, you send. Apply. Yeah, you send like your best casserole. All right. We prefer that by like courier. How about a quiche? Quiche works. Easy quiche to is freeze. Fine. No, and I love a good crust yeah, on a quiche. Yeah, and yeah. cheesecake is especially welcome. Right. And then we, you know, we meet periodically and we just kind of go through the applications and just, no. Uh, listen, we have, I will say this, and, and this is such a thrill um, to say about the Denver scene. So many uh, colleagues, uh, and we have an, I have another colleague in the yeah. audience, joyfully, Geraldine Forsyth from 5280. What's up? So happy to have her here too. She's awesome. And really, like, we have this uh, very genuine, and you hear this a lot uh, among restaurants, too, and chefs, that's very rare um, when people have lived in other markets. Our media and our chefs, super um, open Mm -hmm. and collaborative instead of competitive. And we all have, you know, high standards, and we're trying to do great work in whatever mediums we're working in. And so in that way, so many of those people have become genuine friends. And I, it's a thrill and a privilege. And so we are constantly trying to build community. And so we'll do, we typically will do like a release event for each issue. So for example, when we released this current issue, we got the private wine cellar at Beatrice and Woodsley, which is on South Broadway, an amazing restaurant. And we brought people together and, you know, we released the issue officially. So people got to, we call that kind of bringing the magazine to life. So there's all kinds of ways to connect. What if somebody out there in the world uh, who listens to this or Denver metro area or neighboring states or the United States Mm -hmm. wants to contribute to uh, Nourish Magazine, can they? Ah, gosh, it's a great question. You know how they can best contribute is to just go online and enjoy enjoy the content. There's a beautiful mix of photos there. There's, again, some of the online. um, There is a contact page if you want to reach out and just talk or you have a story idea or you want to introduce us to your grandmother who makes amazing empanadas, like, do that. Um, And, you know, so we're very interested. And look, now more than ever, you can do that. Connect. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here. It's been an absolute treat. And and it's been so much fun and to learn about food and the world of food and and what you're doing right in here in Denver, Colorado and, and Nourish Magazine. Um, are you ready for Rob's Fast Five questions? Oh, God, I don't know. Is anybody ever ready? <laughs> Hold on, let me take a, one more drink of my old-fashioned. This, this one comes from the audience. How is the spicy food outside of... How is the spicy food outside of Colorado? What? I think that's right. How, how is the spicy food outside of Colorado? How is spicy food outside of Colorado? I don't... What? I don't is know. there somebody in the... Who asked that? Oh, yeah. spicy. Well, it's funny. It's so funny this is even coming up because um, there was just a thrillist piece on this. Actually, Ruth Tobias wrote something about the spicy. Um, I think certain uh, cultures are known more for, you know, certain spice. And I, I have to say, it's funny to me when people say spice because, like, what does that mean? Is that heat? Is that actual spice? I mean, we have Savory Spice Shop. Liz's uh, sister runs their test kitchen, D- Denver-based. And Honestly, I want flavor. So I don't know what spice means, really. I think of spice and not heat. Mm. So I, I would need that clarified, yeah. I think. yeah, Or both, yeah. 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 I, I saw a guy, this is real. Yeah. I saw a guy on the elevator going up the escalator to the Ikea restaurant carrying like a bottle of Cholula. Like wow. he, br- he brought his own. So I don't know, you know. <laughs> Besides Julia Child, I mean, and how much has Julia Child influenced you? 
You know, it's interesting. She has such a wide range. And we wrote, a, we had a piece run, um, Jeff Cleary, who owns the incredible Grateful Bread here in Denver, once cooked for her. And, and he thinks that she was on her way to Aspen Food and Wine back in the day. And so he wrote that piece. You know, she didn't have a large influence on me. I don't know if that was because of my age. And I also don't know if I came a different way around it. I think a lot of, uh, and, I, and I'm a huge home cook, but she, we open every issue with her quote, which is people who love to eat are always the best people, which is factual. That's just fact. Um, so she's influenced us in that way yeah. very much. Uh, but me personally, not a ton. What celebrity chef or who did influence you in the world of food? Mm. You know who who's had a great impact on me, and, and I had the great pleasure of hearing her speak um, for for New York Food and Wine, actually, is Nigella Lawson. Yeah. I, I'm just a big fan. I think she keeps it real, but she's she also comes from a writing background. So so she was she's a writer, and then she came to food. You know, so uh, for me, I resonate uh, with that very much. What's your favorite thing to cook with? <laughs> mm. Mm. Are you talking about like cooking, cookware yeah. no, or no. food itself? Food. Oh, jeez, oh, God, how would I ever <laughs> narrow that down? Yeah, just everything. I, um, hmm. I mean, probably I, I would just say vegetables in general because I like the challenge. Do you roast it? Do you saute? Like, what do you do? You know, so vegetables. This is yeah. a two-part question. What food makes you happy? Oh, again, how the hell would you narrow that down? Um, food that... Uh, pasta. No, I mean, yeah. What pasta. food makes you sad? No food makes me sad. No food makes Mm-mm. you sad. I, I, I've never met a food that makes me sad. My favorite meal is grilled chicken, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, broccoli, and, and um, honey carrots. Mm, I love honey, honey, honey carrots. Glazed, honey glazed carrots. That's yes. my favorite meal. Yeah. What's yours? It would be pasta, and it would be marinara. I need a good red sauce, and I need that marinara to have a, a slight like sweetness. I don't like it too tart. Um, I don't even need meat in it. I just need a good like noodle and marinara. When it comes to what you've done, your heart and soul into this magazine, and um, what you've done the past two years, and, and probably before that, thinking about what you were going to do to make food more fun for you and for others. What came to mind when you when you said, I want to do this? Uh, story and connection and community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do, you, how do you seek that and create it and cultivate it? Do you like vegetarians? Yes. <laughs> I'm a humanitarian. I mean, no, really. I like, uh, look, my, to quote uh, my best friend, you do you, boo. You know, like, just do you. And I, I don't judge. I don't judge. No. Thank you so much uh, for being here tonight with us, uh, Christine Vasquez. We, we, we've absolutely enjoyed you. Nourish Magazine is a quarterly magazine you can get all over the Denver metro area, so find it and all those wonderful places that we mentioned tonight. And, um, and thank you so much. Thank you, Rob. All right. Thanks. And of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going, and we just do it week in and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will. 
Matt, and of course Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube. And of course, our wonderful executive producer, Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and, and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff. Carmen, the general manager. Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club. And of course, the staff here, Mark and Will, uh, the best bartenders and cooks around. So if you are in the Denver metro area, come by and see us on Wednesdays. We'd love to see you. Listen, talk, love, and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good. And you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation. Thank you and good night. <laughs>